0: good morning good evening welcome to the no Mongo podcast a weekly show about all things skateboarding my name is rick beta i'm here on a monday today you know my kids had their birthday party on saturday and we were toast by the end of that day, and you know, that means no show prep for me, and I was kind of getting caught up yesterday, and here we are today, so it's Monday, Memorial Day, seems to be kind of fitting too with some of the topics that I want to talk about right from the start, but you can follow along on social media, at Rick Bata, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, Podcast at gmail.com, so I'm going to start this off with, you know, the sad, the heavy, and I know it's been a week since, you know, the mass shooting in Texas, and I'm... I'm still shook up, you know. The first three to four days were rough, you know, because I I drop my kids off at school in the morning. It's it's literally the my my favorite time of the day, is dropping off my kids at school, wishing them a great day, telling them I love them, that I'll see them later. That's my favorite time of the day. And that next day, and that day after that, the Texas shooting, it was so rough. It was yet another reminder that. Things need to change. You know, rest in peace to all the children and the teachers that didn't deserve to die that day. So damn tragic. You know, we need to do better. We need to make it tougher for those individuals that are getting these guns into their hands. I'm not here to take away guns. No, I'm just here. Make it tougher. Make it very difficult for someone who is unstable to just walk into a a, a retail store on the weekend and, and buy massive amounts of, you know, weapons, bullets, same day. And I absolutely loved what Steve Kerr had to say about it. If you don't know who Steve Kerr is, look him up. He's the head coach for the the Warriors, but he said it perfectly. You've probably seen it, you know, lip-trembling and all. I feel you, Steve. I feel you, 100%. I mean, just talking about it now, I'm like, do I really want to talk about this? I even contemplated not doing an episode this week. I'm like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it this week. Those kids were fourth graders. Fourth grade. Same age as my kids. Nine and ten years old. And we've even had two more mass shootings since then. One in Oklahoma and the other, I believe, was in Tennessee. I'm afraid to hit refresh on my phone as I record this for a, for fear that I have to update it even more after that day I queued up the, the probably the only song well there's some more but my go to song to help me deal with you know all the madness after stuff like this which is all too common it's happened way too much one of my favorite bands in the world is uh, Rise Against and they had a song about was it 14 years ago now called Life Less Frightening and it still applies to the world today Quote, I don't ask for much. Truth be told, I'd settle for a life less frightening. A life less frightening. It's one of their lyrics from that song, and that's my go-to. Like whenever crap like this happens, I'm like, oh, I just need to go to my, I need to get out of my head for a little bit. The song's gotten me through so many tough times, and it will continue to in the future. Right? It's not over. This isn't going to end tomorrow. That's the part that just makes it so frustrating. You know, I actually went down kind of a lifeless, writing rabbit hole. You know, watching their live performances. You know, drum covers. You know me, if you listen to the show, I love drum covers. And I stumbled upon a vocal cover. Which I didn't even think about. Duh, like maybe individuals do this too. But there's a guy named Justin Bonnets. And his YouTube page, Hungry Covers. I'll put the link down below. This guy... I mean, just basically, this guy's amazing. His range is insane. He even did a couple of Lincoln Park covers that blew me away. It's like if you close your eyes, you're like, am I listening to Chester right now? But I just wanted to thank Justin for being there on the interwebs. I think the the video was recorded like a year ago. It's not like he did it recently, but he was there to help me distract my brain for a bit. So I want to give him a shout out. Dude's multi talented. And I started listening and watching all his videos, a lot of his content. He does some great covers. The toot is amazing. And, of course, great job on Life Less Frightening, one of my favorite songs, from my, one of my favorite bands. He nailed it. The range this dude has, the screams. Gives me goosebumps. But, but once again, rest in peace to all the instant lives that have been you know taken away way too soon. Senseless, senseless stuff. And something's got to change. Something hopefully will change soon. 'Cause it's gotta change. It can't this it just can't stay the way it is. We all deserve, you know, a life less frightening. Especially our children who happen to be our future leaders. Okay, I'm gonna shift now to actually one thing I never ever thought I'd say or see, uh, you know, in in my skateboarding what, my past thirty years of skateboarding. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, was on the nine club. Talk about polarizing individuals. <laughs> That's right. You know, he was on the show. Many people were talking about it. Many people were complaining about it. And odds are, if you're hearing this, you don't know who Gary Vee is. You've probably heard his his audio clips before. He is everywhere. His social media presence is just, he's he's like a huge blanket. Just He's got it all. I wonder if he's on Snapchat. I think he doesn't talk about Snap, but I bet you he's on there. He's got his crew putting Snap stuff on Snapchat. But you probably if you hear him, "Oh, yeah, that that makes sense. I've checked out, you know. I've heard his stuff before." But I listened to this one. I checked it out. I got through the through the entire episode and I enjoyed it. I listened to it in two chunks. I listened to it on the way to work and then I think on the way back and then a little bit after I'd gotten home. So, so I didn't watch the video. Actually, no, I didn't. I watched half of it. But I've been aware of Gary for about three or four years now let's see what maybe i think 2017 18 or something like that maybe more i know but i found him after he appeared on a sports talk show that i listened to i was like who's this guy and i kind of like his vibe you know he was kind of talking trash about himself and said oh yeah people make fun of my my voice and this and that i'm like, i, I kind of like what this guy's saying so i found out about him on a sports talk show a lot of you know people now are finding out about him on the nine club which is crazy right So he started off doing a crossover chat on Sports Talk. At least that's how I found him. And much like he did with the Nine Club dudes. And I do have to admit, I am better off as a person. I think we're better off as a society for his content. Love him or hate him. Maybe you don't like the way he talks or just his approach or just whatever. But I think he's got a lot of positive and great things to say. Is he a great fit for everyone? No. No one is, right? people who tune into the show they like, ah, I don't like this guy. They tune out. That's it's just the way it is. And I, and I, he's fine with that, I'm fine with that. It's just life. No one could be perfect a perfect match for everyone. But I really enjoyed this episode. And I kept thinking like kept thinking of why? Why and why now? And I didn't really come up with an answer other than maybe this was more of and I think people put this in the comments like this was more of a personal episode for Roger. I think he he had a dream or something because I I didn't know the references. It was blueberries and blueberry pie. I mean, I know I think you know I know Gary's content. He talks about blueberries, but there was just something. I think he had a dream or something. So he worked some magic behind the scenes, reached out to Gary, and Gary accepted. But think about that for a moment, though. Gary doesn't need to appear on the Nine Club. The guy's got a lot of money. He's not well. We're all kind of you know coin based we're all uh, uh, coin operated money operated we have to make money to survive it. but he i don't think that's his deal he doesn't really care about it. yeah he talks about wanting to own the jets one day and to own the jets you got to become a billionaire but they need him more than the other way around and will they get you know some new eyes on the show because of his appearance i mean maybe i mean it it it'd probably work wonders on their youtube you know numbers like the algorithm I mean that's for damn sure. People look up Gary Vee. They're gonna, you know, eventually see the Nine Club if it gets enough content and uh, I mean uh, clicks and comments and etc. The algorithm will gonna work, to, you know, to their advantage. But I have a feeling that's not what they wanted with Gary. It was more of a personal move. You know, Roger or even most of the crew, they wanted to talk to Gary, and it happened. <laughs> that's what I trip out about. Not the, not the content he brought, to us, brought us, but the fact that he accepted Gary. He is a busy dude. How cool and crazy is that, if you think about it for a second, regardless if you like him or not? Gary Vaynerchuk was on the Nine Club. That means this show is now one degree closer, one de- one bacon degree, Kevin Bacon degree closer to ha- a shot having him on. Because the Nine Club had him on, I, I can now take my chances if I wanted to, you know. Do I want to have them on now? No, but I'd never, never, ever turn, the, turn down that chance to, or the opportunity should it arise. Only because I would benefit from it, you know? And in turn, maybe a few of you turning in would too, you know? That's what the Nine Club did. Gary brought value, and especially with his vice about you know, living within your means. He talks about this a lot too, and patience. He's really helped me out with patience, especially since I host a podcast. You know, I have goals, ambitions, Yeah, you know, I have, you know, things I want to do with this podcast, but I'm so damn impatient. I want to be at this level and have my studio all set up. I want to have, you know, the YouTube channel going this and that, but I, I need to be patient because it's not meant to be right now. Can he do a kickflip? No. <laughs> Does he push Mongo? Probably. <laughs> now that I think about it, actually, most likely, yeah. <laughs> oh. But I thought it was time well spent. And I could totally see him with a crazy-ass Mongo push. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Just talking smack. He's like, yeah, I can push Mongo. So what? This is me. Gary V, Mongo pusher. You know one where like the wheels, like he pushes so aggro a Mongo pusher, like the front wheels come off just a little, and it almost gets off balance. I could totally see Gary riding like that. But he doesn't skate. You know, he skated. We've all, most of us have skated. But I did like reading some of the comments in the IG and like the YouTube pages. Here's what that one guy wrote. So that number one guy wrote, Going to tell my kids this was Andy Roy. (laughs) Yes, nice, nice. Jesse Dampolo. No thanks on this one. See you guys next week. Next week. And then he did a peace sign. Geometry, Geometry Trip wrote, People love to grab Dub's arm. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, it really kind of was highlighted when Jason Lee was like grabbing his arm nonstop. He almost practically dragged his chair over to, to, to closer to him. Get over here. But Gary V did. Like, Dub's like in that, that weird spot, you know. Soon Dub's going to put like a clear pa- panel or something, you know, kind of like the, the dividers at Banks, you know, <laughs> they go to grab his arm. They get slapped in the, you know, they get blocked by a clear wall. The hell man? Can't touch your arm anymore? But there's so many good comments, and I'd have to say, I mean, most of them were negative, but they knew that. You know, they even talked about it and hinted at it. You know, I mean, they were like, I mean, they are the show that has skaters talking. Their words, not mine. And I don't think this will be like a new thing. Gary isn't going to come back again and like do a stop and chat. I think this is kind of a one and done. It was a great opportunity, and it worked out. The stars aligned, and they they got to meet and talk to Gary. Think about that. They now know Gary V. That's not a bad thing. Even if you hate his content. If you know someone like Gary V, his content, the value he brings to your relationship, that's huge. But it was a one and done episode. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. I mean, a lot of people are already on the Nine Club as it is. I mean, myself too. I, I, I don't listen or watch every single episode. I kind of pick and choose, you know, but I wish I could. I, honestly, it's not just I don't hate on the guy. It's just I just don't have time. And if, it, if it's not a guest that I'm not really vibing with, I'm not going to spend the time to do it, you know. But I am looking forward to the Taylor Swift episode, maybe Mike Tyson. Probably gonna, they're going to probably get Brad Lee on there. They get Tony Robbins. <laughs> it's going to be fire. But what are your thoughts on the episode? I kind of have an idea, just reading the comments, but what, what are some of your ideas? Some of the, you know, maybe you're not a Nine Club fan, you didn't hear it, but and you're listening to this show. What, what are your thoughts? What are your initial gut thoughts? You know, If you have the opportunity to meet and chat with Gary, would you take that opportunity, You know, cue that Eminem song, and run with it? I would, 100% of the time. You know, Skateboarding related or not? Let me know your thoughts. Okay, next up is an edit I had been waiting for, but I actually forgot about that maybe it was in the pipeline. Talking about Warble 3's rough edit. Actually, I'm sorry, rough and tough edit. Very appropriately named. Yeah, I, I got it right. Let me re, let me re, say that again. Warble, War, Warble 3's rough and tough edit. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know I'm going to watch this. Even if it's like three hours long. Totally forgot that I was one that was one I wanted to watch. Yes, I love how they started it off with the church drop in. Damn, that's like one of the most insane things I've seen in a long time. I'd say definitely top 10, right? Maybe even top five. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. I mean, Jeremy Ray is always going to hold that top spot regardless of what happens in the near future, but yeah, I could see that top 10 at least. I'm just going to be saving call top 10 because not, I'm not thinking of other ones right at the top of my head here on, on the spot. And there are so many things to take in here, too, at this. I'm talking about the church spot. I mean, one is the way he has to, you know, it didn't have to happen as much, but kind of jump up and climb slash push his way to that first step. You know, keep in mind, no ladders were there to assist. You would have thought, hey, let's go to Home Depot, get a ladder so a dude doesn't have to, like, jump and use up all his muscle, you know, his arm strength. To get up there. And his legs, too. That took a lot of leg power. You know, no homies were giving him the, you know, I'm holding my hands like a cup, you know, a little cupped boost. No boost, shoulder boost, nothing. He actually did kind of do it Jeremy Ray style, and I mentioned Jeremy Ray. Kind of Spider-Man himself up by himself over and over and over again. And if he wasn't on the ground, he had to basically, you know, run up, you know, and either time it right or prop his board up and then run up again onto the lip. Pull himself up again. I mean, there's so much energy needed—upper and lower body strength—and that's just not trying to get the make. That's just trying to get set up for it. Now I remember—I remember talking about the buildup. I don't I can't remember what episode that was, but it's it's back there. I talk about World War III, but the buildup to get the final make. You know, the helicopter in the background, the the, the police sirens, all of it. And it turns out, I guess the sirens—it was for something else. It looked like a homeless encampment got like burned down or was on fire because when they showed the, the the footage of downtown, it was like, there was like a, it's a like bas like a shopping cart on fire, like a, a moped or like one of those sit down uh, like carts that you drive in, like the, the shopping um, supermarkets. I was like, what the hell is going on? But it did look like it was on like a corner or a street corner or something like that. So I don't think the helicopter was there. For them, but it actually made for good drama because I thought it was. But they did say, okay, let's, after they got there, I'm going to get the hell out of there. <laughs> but I would have been so exhausted by like the second try that I'd be listening to it as one of my bunts, you know, if, if they asked me you know, on, the, on the bunt podcast. So, what's one of your bunts? Yeah, that one, that, you know, I just couldn't do it, man. But the moles, they don't work that way. Moles are fearless and insane. And wickedly talented. But speaking of moles, Steve, you know, had that crazy random pole grind that he almost got impaled doing. I remember talking about that. It's like, hell no, dude. But what was insane about that grind is that nothing was holding that pole in place. It was just propped up on, you know, the the fence via a cinder block. I mean, of course that thing's going to bounce upon like impact. (laughs) It's insane. I love how he even questions, like, why he's trying to say like, this is the stupidest spot ever. I bet Suchu would chime in. That's disgusting. It's a disgusting trick to try, but I wouldn't say stupid, Dave. Definitely loco. Yeah, I mean, he got pitched to the ground like really hard. He was like twanked, danked, and besieged. His hands are all jacked up. He got to like, pull out stuff from his hand. He was a wreck. Ice on his head. Yeah, he bonked his head. This pole vault was no joke either, you know? Had the rooftop, church rooftop, pole vault. Equally dangerous. But he couldn't give up then, though, after that that slam, Especially after his teammate Cookie looked at us dead in the eyes and said, well, still functioning, right? I Meaning his body and everything. I mean, he had no choice to give up then. He had to, you know, and look in Chris's eyes, just the look in his eyes. And what do you know? Chris you know, kind of Jedi mind tricked him into getting the make. However, this time around, I noticed that he just decided to roll up to it. You know, no tricks beforehand, which made me think, i like, now I want to go back and watch the original edit to see if they did make some, you know, Hollywood movie magic editing. If They if they tied it all together, right? Because I think he they, they made it part of that line, right? Now I need to watch it, damn it. And the snow skating about nine minutes in was insane. I remember talking about that, how easily, like, your board could slip out, how slippery everything is, and how cold it is. That's the main thing, cold. You know, when we go skating, we warm up our bodies. We stretch. We need heat. And if you're skating in the snow, it's hard to, like, trap that heat. And they're, like, doing, what, they do crooked grinds and 50-50s. I'm like, I would get so wrecked. Oh, I love the playground footage too. What what were those things called? I can't remember what they're called. It's like just like the uh, rubber bands. That's what I'm gonna call them, big rubber bands that you climb and jump on. You know the one where Chris went full confidence mode into it? I still don't know what they're called. But where where is that spot at? And he did that one the second try. It's like, come on, man, what the hell? Steve got his he did a 50 50 stall to fakey in like four attempts. I mean, these guys are so damn good, it's ridiculous. I and mean, most of the crew got a trick there, right? Can't remember who was doing like a, they were trying a, a tail drop in from the, the the like the zip line that was above them. It's insane. But that was that night. They, they were there all day just skating that spot. <laughs> Dedication. One trick that I was really excited to see was that tail drop in from the tree branch that Dave did. Oh, I love all the attempts. And I love how none of them could predict where his board was going to kind of, kick it or shoot out to right it pretty much got wet every attempt <laughs> they were like oh maybe he's gonna end up over here there were two of them too they were running for his board and it was running downstream <laughs> he had to throw in the towel only because he needed a towel as his pants got soaked because he got it you know he got to make but it was a little bit of a revert you know but you know, that was so insane though he, he just took these that's ah, fine i got this I, I can't do it my pants are soaked and I like how they really didn't show us like how he got up there either. If no one can go copycat that spot. Nope. It's a secret. Shh. Don't tell anybody about it. Don't even think about it, actually. You're not going to copy it. You're not even going to do it. And then all the, the pool footage, you know, with the plywood, the like, of course, Chris got like first try. And then, you know, he's putting his body on the grenade for the rest of the team. You know, even Eunice got it in, you know, first try with kind of a little help from Man Ramp. But she went back and got a cleaner make, you know, because that's how she rolls. I remember mentioning uh, on that episode is, put Eunice in every skate video. She makes it even better. Like Sam hits, like I've talked about, yeah, Sam hits and Eunice. You put those two in your skate videos, you're going to have great content. And people are going to click and they're going to love it. They're going to be entertained. It's just my uh, my three cents there. And then we got to see the magic of Chris's huge ollie at the end. And I'm going to be honest, too. I I mean, I... I, I appreciated it at the time, but I really appreciate it now. Like, just because I saw the process and, you know, the fact that it was three months in the making and, his, you know, his wish was granted, as he said, you know, he's like, here you go, Tom. But I appreciate that all even more now. You know, I didn't think it was lame or whatever. I just, it, it, this opened up my eyes a little bit more because that was so huge. And he floated so long. And as they said, he went above the door. As they pointed out, that was so crazy. That must have been fun to fly over. Like, what did that look like when you're flying over the steps and those handrails? That's some, that's some flight. But well done, Warble crew. I appreciate you releasing this content. But you know what I'm going to ask for now, right? Or do I need to address this? You know what? Yeah, let me address this to Cookie specifically. Because he seems to be one granting wishes. Can we get some more Warble footage soon? pretty please triple c take your time but hurry the hell up if you get what i'm saying okay no i'm very excited war before will it happen in 2022 i don't know i haven't even really heard much about rumors maybe next year i don't know but let's make it happen guys i can't wait so thanks in advance oh and finally i have to fill you in on a recent dream i had i was like what the hell was going on? So, uh, you know, I'm talking about like anything skate related, not just my random dreams, but this, this time around, this one had Danny way of all people. And I, I don't recall much of it, but I do remember is is basically that he and I, we were riding outside of an airplane. Yeah. You know how people get in planes. We were on the outside of planes, but there was like some weird spot underneath, kind of like I don't even know how to describe it, but I, I, like a big pole. All I know is I was hanging on for dear life, and I don't recall why. I just and I don't recall how we got there. <laughs> All I know is that I was just holding on. I was kind of scared, but then also I was kind of enjoying the flight, you know, slash ride. I mean, he of course, because the reason why I remember this because he of course was like no hands, you know, kind of like how you one would, does on a roller coaster, you know, like put your hands up. Whoa! I don't look at me because i remember him looking back so dude just go no-handed and like i said nope not me i'm not gonna do that i was holding on because i was just holding on to anything that i could see except danny kept looking back suggesting that i join him and in, in going no hands i kept declining and i remember like we circled like over the small town but it had a bunch of trees it was very bright it was sunny we were over over this town and we kind of hovered just right above everyone you know almost as if i could touch and feel like the trees so i knew i was kind of at peace at the moment oh if i fall out of this it's not going to hurt as badly but i was enjoying the ride then it was kind of like oh this is kind of cool and then i woke up i think i had to pee or our cat was howling or something our cat has dementia, can't hear so she it's been a little rough i don't get a lot of sleep or we don't get a lot of sleep in the house so i think that's probably what happened so I never knew where we were going, what happened, why it was Danny Way. I think it was just a fluke. It's not like we were hanging out. I was hanging out with Danny Way, and we're like talking about his recent, you know, pro model graphics or anything, you know, debating that and the misspelled, you know, word, and none of that. It's just I, all of a sudden I just ended up with Danny Way. I don't know. I figure I'd mention it, you know, because I that's what I do. If I have some skate related dream, I'm going to mention it. Have you had one recently? Let me know. But that's all I got for this week. Stay safe. I love you guys. But thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. See ya.